Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. One verse of scripture, Hebrews, the 10th chapter, the 35th verse. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Cast not away your confidence. One version says, don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Oh, hallelujah. Tell somebody around you, don't don't throw away your confidence. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. So happy to be in the presence of the Lord today and to be in your presence today. Amen. There There are times when the current events provide preaching material. There are times when the buzz of society easily leads to a sermon. And this past week, the number of possible sermons and illustrations that I have seen and have been sent to me by fellow preachers and pastors was overwhelming. And each one of them begged to make its way into our service today. Each one of them screamed and said, this would be a good thing. To preach about. You should say it this way. You should use this story to get in. They were begging to get in to the sermon today. But the overwhelming sense that I had in my spirit this week is pretty simple. I just wanted to get to the house of the Lord. I can't tell you how bad I wanted to be here today. I can't convey to you the feeling that I had in my spirit all week. It said, Lord, if I, if I have to get one more text, see one more newscast, read one more article, amen, just get me to the house of the Lord. I just want to be somewhere where I can worship and sing and clap my hands and be around people who love Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I just wanted to get to the house of the Lord. I just wanted to be around people of faith and and of prayer and to be in a place that is filled with with singing. I have thoroughly enjoyed this service already. I know we were here on Wednesday night. I know we were here on last Sunday, but some weeks are just some weeks and and some things are just some things. And, And it just felt like it's been too long since I've been to the house of God. I was looking forward to coming to God. I wonder if anybody else feels that way today, that I was excited. I wanted to go to the house of the Lord. Oh, I I can really connect with David right now. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. David loved the house of the Lord. He loved the house of the Lord for for all of his accolades and and his uh, conquests and and all of his failures. And amen, there was one thing for sure. David loved the Lord and he loved the house of the Lord. 
Amen. He, he, he knew, sure, he knew uh, from a young age that, uh, that how to worship in the sheep fields. David knew how to do that. He, he was aware that he didn't have to be in a, a physical structure to, to be in the presence of God. And oh, am I thankful for that. Uh, oh, am I thankful that I, that I was able to have some church in my home this week and have some church in my car this week and have some church in my... How many are thankful that you can feel the presence of God no matter where you're at at any time? He's still as close as the mention of his name. David knew that he could call upon the Lord anywhere and anytime, but he loved the house of the Lord. As king, he really wanted to build a fabulous and, and very special temple unto the Lord, but God saved that for David's son. And, and so even though it was saved for his son, David still did all that he could, gathering all the building materials together in advance uh, so that when his son became king, they could immediately start to build uh, the house of the Lord. He even, the Bible lets us know, put much of his own money, and that may seem like a, a common thing to you, but you got to remember he was king. He was king. So uh, if you read about the kings in Scripture, a lot of them would not have done something like that. They were too busy taking everybody else's money. Amen. But David was a, was a man before he was a king. The Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. And, and he loved the house of the Lord and the things of God. And so when it came time, amen, to gather the materials together to, to build the temple under the Lord, he, the Bible says that he oversaw the gathering of that in his kingdom, but that he also went into his own private accounts, if I can say it that way. And he gave abundantly above and beyond, amen, to be a part of of building the house of the God. David knew uh, that you can have church anywhere, but he loved the house of God. He loved the house of God. It had something to do with uh, more than just the, uh, the, the, the stone and the mortar, if I can say it that way. It, it had to have more to do with just the structure, but it had to have something to do with the other people, his fellow worshipers, because in Psalm 122, which I just quoted to you, he says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And so David lets us know that he loves the house of God. His actions prove that he loves the house of God, that he wants to be in the house of God. But it's not just to go look upon uh, uh, the precious things that are found there. Uh, it's not just to go to analyze the structure or talk about how beautiful it is. Uh, it's not even just to go uh, so that he could receive for himself. Uh, but David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. There's something special and something powerful about coming together with people who love the Lord and who love to worship and who love to sing and to offer music and praise unto God. There is something special about it. Something wonderful about it. I'm really glad I'm here today. If you can't tell. I'm really glad that I'm here today, but I am also very glad that you're here today. Because I could have preached this to an empty room, and I still would have done it. But I'm glad that there's some people here. Amen? It's more fun to preach when you get an amen. 
Amen. It's more fun. I've preached before, amen, where I didn't get any amens, and I'll do it, but it's it's a whole lot more fun to preach when you got people, amen, that'll do it with you. This is a this is a team effort that we got going on here today. And I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go unto the house of the Lord. Amen. I don't know. We might get told we gotta shut it down for a few services and ah, whatever. We'll do whatever has to be done. Apparently, they decided to close the schools. God help us. Not from... (laughs) Eventually, when I said that, if you didn't know that every parent was like not immediately not worried about sickness, they were worried about kids at home all day. (laughs) Lord, help us. Now the prayer is really going to kick in. Uh, I don't know. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. And we might have to, we might, they might tell us we have to shut down for a little bit. But, but you know what? That's for tomorrow. That's for tomorrow. Today we're together in the house of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I, I, I mean, I got more of a message to preach, but can we just stay here just for a second? I, I worry about that tomorrow or Monday or Tuesday or whatever. Amen. I got whatever they got for me next. I'll worry about that when it comes up. But right now I'm in the house of the Lord. Right now I'm in church. Right now I'm surrounded by people who love Jesus. I got to go all week uh, surrounded by a world uh, that man, you never know who they are, what they believe, what they think. But I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Man, I love the house of God. Man, I love the people of God. Man, I love getting together and worshiping the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Now, a few weeks back, I preached a message about fear before all this kicked in. I preached a message called It's Not What It Looks Like and talking about fear. And maybe later today, some might want to get on the website and revisit that message and listen to it again. But that's not what I'm here to talk about today. I want to reconnect with Brother David from Psalm 27. I want to reconnect with a psalm of David we find, the 27th psalm, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host would encamp against me, My heart shall not fear, though war should rise against me. In this will I be confident. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody say, in this will I be confident. In this will I be confident. Confidence is is, is making itself a little uh, difficult to find recently. Confidence is, is proving to be a little more elusive than it has been in the past. A Pew, a Pew Research, uh, which is this organization that does, kind of does major studies, a Pew Research did a major study around the waning confidence in America, the lessening of confidence in America. And, and, and one thing that they remind us of in this massive study is a simple truth, that people who have a confidence about their current state of living are also better problem solvers. Amen. People that that are feeling confident about who they are, about their future, 
They're also better problem solvers. They, they approach problems completely differently than people who don't have any confidence, people who are downtrodden, people who feel like it's all over. They don't approach problems the same way. And that's an interesting thing, that when confidence wanes, solutions wane as well. And anybody can see that that's a recipe for disaster. That we can see it's a recipe for disaster because, because problems are going to continue. Right? Problems are going to continue. There's always going to be some new thing. A quick, very quick glance at American history tells you that, that these types of things and all types of things come from time to time. And there's always going to be some sort of problem, some sort of challenge, some sort of difficulty. But it takes a people who have confidence to problem solve. And when we lose our confidence, we lose our ability or and or our desire to solve problems. And therefore, problems go unresolved and multiply themselves against us. And that that in there lies the problem. And their research, of course, centered around uh, our confidence levels uh, as determined by our government and in our fellow man. Uh, and I've just come to remind somebody here for just a moment, if I can, please, uh, that as long as our confidence comes from man, uh, we are going to struggle. As long as our confidence comes from government, we're going to struggle. As long as our confidence comes from money, we're going to struggle. If our confidence is in anything else, Else, but the Lord our God, we are going to struggle. David said it like this in Psalm 118. He says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And then he immediately says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Because he knew this. Amen. Because he was aware of that. He went on to say just a few verses later in 118, 114, the Lord is my strength and song and is become my salvation. Oh, hallelujah. David said, look, you can't put your confidence in man. You can't put your confidence in government, but you can put your confidence in God because he is my strength. He is my strength. He is my strength. And because I've got strength, I've also got a song to sing. Hallelujah. I'm still singing because I'm still strong because my confidence comes from the Lord. Oh, clap your hands under the Lord, everybody. Amen. The Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation. I want to be very clear today. I am not preaching that we have a failing government. I am not preaching that we have a failing, amen, human society. I don't believe that to be true. I would love it if they all lived and led to please the Lord. That's never going to happen. But I still have confidence. But I still, I still have confidence. Because my confidence is not in that. Oh, hallelujah. 
I'm telling you, you say, well, this is real simple preaching, Pastor. Actually, it's revelatory. Because if you'll get this revelation of this in your spirit, you're going to be able to handle this life a whole lot easier. It's going to be a whole lot better for you. Amen. I'm not saying problems aren't going to come. I'm talking about having confidence in a source, hallelujah, that is far greater and far more powerful, has greater width and depth than anything we can put our confidence in this world. I've got my confidence in Jesus. Does anybody in this place have your confidence in Jesus? Is your confidence coming from the Lord? The Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation. Notice he says, in the Lord, we don't just get strength to survive, but we also get a song to sing. Oh, that's, you have to catch the reason that it's worded that way. He says, it's just not my strength to survive. Survival, survival is, is the base level, right? I just, I just want to survive. That's the base level, survival. But he says, it's not just about a base level of existence, if you're just living to survive, he says you're missing out. You can have a confidence that comes from the Lord that gives you the strength to survive, but also gives you a song to sing. Does everybody, as soon as I say those words, it's, it's illustrative. It, it, it lets you know that that's a whole different way of living, isn't it? It's a whole different way of living. Hey, man, I can just survive. I can just get by. I can just maintain and, and try to outlast somebody else. Uh, that's the base level of living. Uh, but God says, uh, I can give you that, uh, but I can also give you a song uh, to sing. you got to have joy in your heart uh, to sing a song of the Lord. you got to have confidence uh, to sing a song of the Lord. you got to have some peace that passes understanding to sing a song uh, of the Lord. You can't just go around singing if you don't know who the Lord is. But oh, hallelujah, when I taste and see that the Lord, he is good, I begin to sing a song. Hallelujah. I begin to sing a song unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I, I, I do want to survive. But I don't want to just survive. I want to survive singing. I want to survive singing. You know what the world could use more of? Survivors with a song. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. If you get to go to work tomorrow, amen, you know what they need? They don't need just some survivor to walk in. They need a survivor with a song to walk in. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, if you're out with any public at all this week, hey man, I was driving home last night and, and, uh, and it was like, uh, 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 I wonder how everybody's doing. I wonder how everybody's feeling. I was on the road coming back from our meetings in Austin and I was just kind of wondering, you know, looking at parking lots and stuff and, and I was like, wow, all the restaurant parking lots are all full. I was looking through windows of restaurants and there was people all packed around tables and stuff. The drive through line was there. <laughs> I'm just saying. There was a lot, a lot of good old faith being shown there. A lot, lot, lot of people expressing a lot of confidence. I need you to understand something. I need you to understand something. We believe in wisdom. We understand that. But we also believe in God. We understand that. 
And I'm telling you right now, this world, does anybody else need any more negativity? Is anybody just like, you know what? Everything's just been so positive for me lately. I could use a dose of negativity. I just got such a, 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 a bubbly outlook. The world has just got so fun. If somebody could just really punch me in the stomach. I'm telling you, hear me, Christians. Hear me, Christ-like people. Hear me, people of faith and confidence. You go about your day and you use wisdom, but you hear me. This world doesn't need somebody else, amen, to just say, I'm just trying to survive. I just don't want to die. If you're still alive, why don't you find your song? And why don't you start singing unto the Lord? Why don't you start showing and expressing some joy unspeakable and full of glory? This is the day that the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. I'm not just surviving, but I'm surviving with a song. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is my strength, and my song has become my salvation. David discovered that he could have confidence in the midst of some very dire situations. Now, David writes sometimes poetically, but when you look at the history and you study out when he wrote these things and what was going on, he wasn't just sitting up somewhere with his feet up and eating grapes. The wicked, my enemies, and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh. No, when he wrote that, he was under attack. When he wrote that, some of his family had betrayed him. When he wrote that, his kingdom was slipping from his hands. When he wrote that, he was on the run for his life. He says, the wicked stumbled in their attempts to destroy me. When I was surrounded with nowhere to go, I wasn't afraid. In in times of war, I had security and safety. That's real war. That was actually real war. He says, in the times of security, of war, I have security and safety. David had confidence because of what he states next. He says, I had all that stuff, but then he goes immediately into this. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. And to inquire in his temple, in the midst of war, in the midst of battle, in the midst of attack, in the midst of people that were supposed to love him, hating him, supposed to be there for him, neglecting him, in the midst of all that, he says, I have one desire, and that is I want to seek after, and I want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. David felt like maybe some of people may have felt this week. David, hey man, he felt the same way. I want to be in the house of the Lord. 
I want to spend my life in his presence. I want to worship and pray and sing and seek the Lord. I want to bring my needs to him. I want to come before his holy altar. I want to cast my cares upon him. I need prayer. I need help. I need strength today. Amen. I want to go to the house of the Lord. And so I will remind us today. So let me just, on this Sunday morning, let me pastor for a minute. If I'm not your pastor, just observe. But I will remind us today that whatever we desire, that will we seek after. And if we are not careful, if I say careful, if we are not careful, we can become so inundated with darkness and discouragement that we will actually start to desire and seek after it. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to remind you that the first 24-hour news channel did not even exist until 1980. It's only existed for 40 years. 24-hour news all the time. In 1963, the CBS Evening News expanded from 15 minutes a day to 30 minutes a day. That was it. That was the news. And a man that they called, what, the most trusted man in America was the guy who would sit behind a desk and tell him for 15 minutes, this is what you need to know. And by 1980, it had gone from 30 minutes to 24 hours a day. And now it pops up on your phone. It beeps at you, and rings at you, and dings at you. News bulletin, breaking news. You have to know this. You have to know this. And every single time that you read it, your confidence takes a hit. We lived in a world. I want you to consider everything that happened in America before 1980. I want you to consider what this country went through before 1980. And they were able to say, what you really need to know, we can tell you in 15 minutes. And now, every time, somebody's, somebody's pet across the nation falls into a drain pipe. And we're all like, they got to get him out. They got to get him out. What if they don't get him out? What happens if they don't get him out? Hey, I'm a pet person. I like animals. I get it. But do you, do you see what I'm saying? One of the reasons why, now I'm still pastoring 
Saints of Connect Point right now, so guess just whatever. But one of the reasons why when real life major things happen, that it seemingly we don't have the ability to handle it, is because all of our strength and confidence is being zapped 24 hours a day from things, frankly, that are not world problems. I'm sorry that they're having an issue with their pet. I'm sorry that that, that fire started over in that other city. I'm sorry that, that there was a, a dangerous thing that took place in that situation. I'm sorry about that. But you and I, listen, hear me. You and I were not built, designed by God. We were not designed by God to pray 15 minutes a day and have the other remaining 24, 23 hours and whatever to just be bombarded with darkness and discouragement. We had it better when we were praying hours a day and getting news for 15 minutes. You say, well, pastor, you're talking about culture. You're telling us that, that, that we're not supposed to uh, be a part of a culture. That's, I'm just telling you. I'm just trying to help you understand something today. There's a reason why we feel weak. There's a reason why we feel discouraged. There's a reason why we feel like we're not up to the task. There's a reason why, amen, a lot of Americans, according to Pew Research, amen, they lack confidence, and therefore our problem-solving abilities seem to be lessening. It's because we're constantly 24 hours a day getting bumped with darkness. David said, whatever you seek after, whatever you desire, that's what you're going to seek after. And so I've come to tell somebody in the house of that Lord today, maybe we need to get back to what David was saying. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty, to behold the beauty. I'm telling you, there's still beauty in the world. I'm telling you, there's still beauty in the world. But you got to get to the house of God. You got to get to the presence of the Lord. You got to get to prayer in your living room. You got to shut off the nonsense and behold the beauty. Hallelujah. I've had enough ugly. I want to behold his beauty. I want to behold his beauty. Amen. I, I threw it on our, our church Facebook page last night. Maybe you got a chance to click on it. Maybe you didn't get a chance to click on it. But it's one of my favorite Andre Crouch songs. If you don't know who Andre Crouch is, you, I don't know how that you're an apostolic Pentecostal person. don't know who Andre Crouch is, but you need to learn. I and mean, he ain't alive anymore, but you need to learn. Amen. One of my favorite Andre Crouch songs is called I've Got Confidence. Oh, and now you got to listen to that version. That it was like that '70s version that he does. That's my favorite version. That bass kicks in. It's a lot of fun. But he says, "This is when trouble is in my way. I can't tell my. I'm not going to sing. If I start singing, I won't stop." 
I can't tell my night from day whether I'm tossed from side to side like a ship out on a raging tide. I don't worry. I don't fret. My God has never failed me yet. Troubles come from time to time, but that's all right. I'm not the worrying kind because I've got confidence. God is going to see me through. No matter what the case may be, I know he's going to fix it. I know he's going to fix it for me. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about throwing your confidence into everything the world has to offer. I'm trying to remind somebody to get your confidence in Jesus. Get your confidence in Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Stand with me if you would, please. I'll be done in just a minute, but go ahead and stand. Oh, hallelujah. Does anybody desire that level of confidence today? Does anybody desire a level of confidence that you can only find in the Lord? Can I read you one more verse? There's like three or four verses. I'll just read you the last verse of the song. Some people wonder how I smile even when I'm going through trials. They say, Andre, how can you have a song when everything is going wrong? But I don't worry and I don't fret. Hallelujah. My God has never failed me yet. Troubles come from time to time. But that's all right. I'm not the worrying kind because I've got confidence. My God is going to see me through. Oh, hallelujah. No matter what the case may be, I know he's going to fix it. Ah. I know he's going to fix it. I know you walked in here today with needs. And I know that there's been stuff going on in our world this week that may have overshadowed every other need in your life. But I've come to tell you this today. God can handle that and he can handle everything else that's going on in your world today. Amen. You still got other struggles and difficulties. You got other battles. Things going on in the marriage. Things going on with your children. Other things going on with your health. Amen. I've come to tell you we've got a God that can handle every single last bit of it. we got of God uh, that can heal anything, uh, deliver us from anything, uh, provide us with anything. We've got a God that can put the marriage back together. We got a God that can put the heart back together. We got a God that can put the mind back together. We've got a God who can do anything. I've got confidence today. He's going to fix it. He's going to fix it. Oh, hallelujah. David went on to say in Psalm 27, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of, look, of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. He says, sometimes, sometimes God has to hide me in the secret places of his tabernacle. Sometimes God has to pull me in under his wing and hold me in his arms. And that's all right. Amen. Because, because he does that, because he does that, David says, I will bring my sacrifice of joy. And I will still have a song to sing because I'm under, amen, the wing of my Savior. I'm aware that the darkness has seemingly multiplied itself overnight. I know the things around us are shaking and crumbling apart. And Scripture speaks of shaking and that shaking that separates in Hebrews 12, 27 and 28. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of the things that are made. That those things which cannot be shaken may remain 
Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. The Bible tells us that the shaking is going to take place. The shaking has always taken place. The shaking removes that which can be shaken. So that which, that which cannot be shaken, the Bible says, may remain. Which leaves us with a kingdom which cannot be moved. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you today, the reason I'm confident, I promise you, amen, if you don't know me, you're just going to have to trust me. Those of you who know me know what I'm saying is true. I did not come in here today downtrodden and beat up and say, I got to put a smile on my face and act like everything's okay so everybody feels good. That's not why I came here today. I came in here with the joy of the Lord. Amen is my strength and my song. I came in here today because I believe that there's some people in this place that need to be remembered that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. But the reason it's shaken is so that which cannot be shaken will remain a kingdom that cannot be moved. So Hebrews tells us, don't throw away your confidence because your confidence is going to richly reward you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, there are people in our lives right now that if you said would you rather have a million dollars or would you rather have peace there are people around you right now they say would you rather have a million dollars or would you rather live without fear they would say I, I need peace I want to live without fear I want to be able to do make wise decisions I want to be able to live the way I'm supposed to live amen whatever that means but I want I don't want my joy to be gone I, I don't want my faith to be gone I want my song back you know, there's people that have lost their song and they're saying I, 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 I would want my song back you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Don't throw away your confidence. If you came here today with a need in your life of any kind whatsoever, the front of our building is intentionally left open because this is our altar area. And we believe that the very most important thing that happens in any church service ever is the response. The singing is valuable, the preaching is good, it's all of God and biblical, but if we hear and then leave without responding, we're missing the most important thing. So we leave this area wide open and we make a call at the end of service for anyone that wants to reconnect today. Maybe you're saying, Pastor, I feel good. I still got my song, and I'm doing all right. You know what? That's great. But maybe you need to come and pray. Amen. Maybe you've got needs in your life today. Maybe there's issues that you would like God to deal with. Maybe you've got a family member or a friend that's going through some struggles in their life, no matter what it may be. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. 
Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also, don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you, and we hope you have a great week. Thank you.